Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association and other Canadian civil rights organizations are challenging Mr. Trudeau's decision to implement the Emergencies Act in order to address current national protests, including the trucker convoys. And the CCLA is launching a court action against invoking the act. The CCLA is pursuing litigation against the federal government, saying the use of the Emergencies Act is inappropriate. The executive director of the CCLA Noah Mendelssohn-Aviv said in part, quote, it is possible for a gathering to be both disruptive and also peaceful and nonviolent. Disruptive protests that may be unlawful, like blocking or occupying a public space, can also be the most effective way of raising awareness for people who do not have power. Ms. Mendelssohn-Aviv joins us on The Roy Green Show. How are you today? Good morning. Uh, yeah, uh, please call me Noah. I'm... Um I'm okay. I mean, we're watching very disturbing footage coming out of Ottawa. We've seen disturbing footage coming out of Ottawa for several weeks now. We've seen protest that is really unlike protest that we that we have seen in the past that has included from uh, some of the protesters gone, you know, beyond disruption to criminal acts, to uh, intimidation and harassment, some of it homophobic and racist. So there has been, you know, a need for police to address those criminal acts and protest and the right to protest is not a free-for-all, but we are taking the government to court not because of that and not because of police shutting down this particular protest. Our concern is a federal government coming in and saying we are declaring a national emergency across the country using criteria that it has not met and putting in orders that are sweeping and that violate charter rights. Yeah, I think we understand the objectives and the core mandate of uh, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, and and you and, and I understand what you're saying when you say when you talk about what the federal government has done. You say in part, actually, in the news release from from the CCLA, uh, you write the emergency orders that the government has tabled are not targeted. They are not limited to specific protests or specific geographic locations. They are expansive emergency orders that have already come into effect and apply equally across the entire country. And they place unprecedented restrictions on every single Canadian's constitutional rights. Let me just read a few more lines here. The current emergency order orders place significant limits on peaceful assembly across the entire country. They require financial institutions to turn over personal financial information to CSIS and the RCMP and to freeze the bank accounts and cut off financial services provided to anyone who has attended or who has provided assistance to those participating in a prohibited assembly, all without judicial oversight. That's disturbing. Yeah, it, it's, it's all been very disturbing. And, you know, the, the fact is that um, th- this is exactly why you know, why we had concerns in the first place when the government declared a national emergency. The the whole point of the Emergencies Act is to help governments in a a, a crisis of the kind that is so enormous. And and it's, you know, the the criteria is stated very clearly in the act, so enormous, like a war, that they sort of have to go around the democratic process, right? They have to act immediately. They don't have to go through parliament. I mean, after the fact, they have to get uh, approval from Parliament, but they don't have to go through Parliament to pass laws, create orders. So not only will there not be a court order for people whose bank accounts are frozen, but they also didn't have to go through the ordinary democratic process 
to create this order because they've said this is a national emergency. But if you look at the language of the Emergencies Act itself, it is contemplating things like war, right? It's not contemplating people are having a really hard time with this. This is a difficult and challenging law enforcement situation, which it is. But our, our police services deal with difficult and challenging law enforcement situations. We haven't seen one like this, but they do deal with it, and they do have the power to deal with it, and they don't need an emergencies act, and they didn't need to evoke this one. And we should not get used to the idea that the federal government could bring out the emergencies act, whether it's this government or a future government, because of protests that get too disruptive. Maybe they'll pull it out next time for, for a protest that is that doesn't even look like this. Maybe it's just you know, people occupying parks, or maybe it's people blockading, uh, you know, a pipeline, and they'll say, oh, well, we've used the Emergencies Act before, so, you know, this is something that we can do because it's a difficult, you know, or a really challenging situation. And I don't mean to make light, but I think they have made too light of using this act when they had the laws that they needed to address the situation. This is a law enforcement situation. They know how to handle demonstrations. They know how to block off perimeters. They do it all the time. Two things. Uh, a listener sent me an email earlier today, and it just reminded that the Emergencies Act is the replacement for the War Measures Act. So that was pointed out. Don't forget where this all originated. Don't forget the genesis of the Emergencies Act. It's the replacement for the War Measures Act. So it's fundamentally not going to be terribly different. And the other point that uh, that was made uh, that, that, that I find worrisome, and it was raised by, and you just said it, it was raised by Michael Bryant, your predecessor at the CCLA. When the first restrictions came into effect with COVID in early 2020, Mr. Bryant on this program said he worried that the first time for politicians to enact these restrictions were going to be extremely difficult because they hadn't done it before. But it, with each successive restriction introduced, it'll become easier and more commonplace. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, 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 think, that, I think that that is exactly part of our concern. It, you know, the, the language of the Emergencies Act says that for something to be declared a national emergency, it has to be a situation that poses a serious danger, serious danger. That's, that's written right into the act, a serious danger to the life, health, or safety of people in Canada, and that is so overwhelming the province cannot handle it, or a serious threat to the security of Canada, to its territorial integrity, or to its sovereignty, and that there is no law in Canada capable of addressing it. And so that kind of, that kind of standard is supposed to, it's supposed to make you Stand up and pay attention, right? We should all be yes. freaking out if they invoke the Emergencies Act, not just because they have given themselves the power to bypass the normal democratic process, and that's, that's enough to scare us, but also because it means they have an emergency of that kind of proportion that requires it and justifies it. The problem is, exactly as you're saying, that, that that's not what they had, and they're getting us used to the idea that they can pull out emergency orders and... And this is, this, this is a concern for us. And, and it's interesting because you talked about the War Measures Act. When the More War Measures Act was invoked, um, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association's uh, executive director then, Alan Borovoy, was very concerned about the way that it was invoked and then the way that it was used for mass detentions and arrests. 
Yeah. So I knew this, Alan very this well. Love is, did you? Okay. This love is supposed to be better, and this love is supposed to protect people and have stronger language, and it does. But it's, but it's being used improperly in our view. And I don't know if you want to comment on this, uh, Ms. Mendelssohn of Eve, but it's not as though this was the only tool in the toolbox. Unfortunately, and we can point at all three levels of government, I suppose, uh, if we're looking at Ottawa, they had options that they didn't choose to exercise earlier in the disturbance. And then we found ourselves where we are, and the reflexive move, or maybe the planned move, was the EA, and we are where we are. How quickly do you expect um, court action to begin, yours to be heard? Uh, you know, I, I've just been consulting with the team at CCLA to find out exactly when we have a date and, and how fast things are moving ahead, so we'll have to be able to circle back and update you all, and we're keeping all that information available on our website as we move forward with this action. What I, what I can say is that... Um, you know, the orders that they have placed here are far-reaching, as you say. They're not limited. There are premiers across the country where this order applies who said that they don't need the Emergencies Act. Um, and, and, and that doesn't change the fact that what is happening in Ottawa now and what has been happening for several weeks now has been very disturbing. The reports of what's happening on the ground there, um, you know, to, to residents, to marginalized, uh, racialized communities has been very disturbing. We're concerned about it. Those two things are not contradictory. The lack of action or the inadequate action um, that has been alleged against the Ottawa police does not change the fact that if they have the laws and are capable of addressing addressing the situation, which they clearly do now because they've, they've moved ahead as a normal policing operation, that doesn't mean that they can invoke the Emergencies Act. And, and we don't want our governments taking those kinds of powers to themselves to bypass democracy, essentially. No. And it took a long time for the legislation, the other legislation that's in place, the other legislative options or the policing options to be to evolve to where they are now. They didn't just suddenly appear. They evolved over a long period of time with considerable thought and the occasional misfire, a metaphor, metaphorically. Uh, and, and so we have uh, opportunities, options in place to diffuse situations. And when governments don't exercise those options, then their next, which essentially becomes their first response, is the Emergencies Act, and that's just not tolerable. Thank you so much. Yeah. Good talking to you. Appreciate it. Uh, it was good talking to you as well. If I, if I could just throw in one more point, is that there are sure. a lot of people who've been involved in a lot of other protests across the country where they had important messages that they wanted to get across, and they did not get the same kind of police restraint. They did not get the same kind of consideration. And that, too, has been caused for a lot of concern on the parts of everybody who cares about free speech and about fundamental rights and freedoms and equality. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.